We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN, or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at principalpln.com. Spring break. Spring break. Spring break. Woohoo. Spring break, anyone. Hey, Spike. It's <laughs> episode 96 of the Principal PLN podcast. I am yes, on spring it, it break. Is. You're not. Sorry to rub it in. That's okay. But I like, not, the, I like not, that clip you just played, though. I that was cool. I can't believe you're not a Friends fan. Like, anytime I hear the word spring break, I have to go, woo, because of Friends. It just it just is. You know, I'll tell you a funny story, though. Um, I didn't get into the show, but I know it was immensely popular back in the day. And I remember talking to my mom about it one time. And she, um, she's older, too. And she was like, loves friends right i'm like you're you're into friends mom i'm like that's kind of strange she was like they're so cuddly those kids i just love them them. yeah i don't think of them as cuddly but that's that's like an older lady yeah totally oh because you just have to love them yeah she loved them oh so yeah, not a not a bit not that I was against it or anything. I just just didn't get into it. But um, I mean, there it's on all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can I can recite any episode that you want to hear, <laughs> like myself. So, so yeah, we're at that point of the year, spring break, woohoo, where um, 
you know, you got so much to finish this year and you start planning for next year and it just, it's the crazy time of the year. It is. And like when Teresa and I were talking last week, we, you know, sort of started to go over this, like how, how do you, you know, how do you balance like being, you know, in the year and you still have plenty of time to go, but if you're really going to do it the right way, you, you need to do it while everyone is still there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's a great time to start reflecting on, you know, things that have worked, things that you need to uh, change. And then also how do you, you know, how do you put some things in place? Cause I don't know about you, but like once the teachers go home in June, like you don't get them back until, mm-hmm. um, until, like the end of August or September. Yeah. Yeah. And they used to have this thing in the, um, in the district called summer Trek where, uh, you could get like your leadership team. So maybe it was like eight or 10 teachers and they'd get paid for three days to come in and, you know, work on the calendar, work on professional development schedule and all that. But, you know, due to budget cuts and things like that money for that anymore, they don't have money for that anymore. So It's a shame. Uh, so yeah, so you try to get them as much involved uh, in the spring as you can. Um, shameless plug: I just actually wrote an article for Innovate My School. I don't yeah. know if you follow that. It's like a UK uh, big, huge website, and um, their March focus was all like on budgeting. So um, I wrote an article for them about how you can like use some like systems thinking and processes to like identify areas to, you know, either reduce, like reduce your budget or find areas that you want to focus on for your school improvement within a budget. Wow. Is that a, is that a public article that you can drop a link in the show notes? It is. Yeah. It's out on the World Wide web. On the, on that, their big website. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, <laughs> I think that's how you described it. They're big I, uh, they have like this, yeah, big book. But it's interesting because <laughs> when you read it, though, it's um, they change it to more of a uh, British um, vernacular. So some of the spelling you would think like, oh, Spike, you you know, you, you misspelled organized, but <gasps> they spell organized differently. They did. Oh, so you're going to look like a British author. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, cool. I like that. No, I definitely want to read that. No, they're um, good. They, I've published i think two two articles and i have one more to go uh with them they're um yeah they're very supportive and they have a pretty strong uh social media presence but um you know they just do different things to um to help schools innovate and they do you know features on schools and i think they're trying to also you know break you know branch out um into the united states and all that so yeah they're cool I've been working on securing additional funds by writing uh, grants. That's been a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. For your district? Uh, mainly my school. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> the elementary. Yeah. We have a, um, a community health foundation that um, I don't know the story behind it, but they have been putting out a ton of grants that we can apply for. And we have been super fortunate. Um, we are have been accepted into a trauma-informed care cohort. So I'll be going with my superintendent to a training in DC actually next month. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be getting a grant for a social-emotional curriculum. Um, We're going to be implementing the pyramid model in our preschool program. Um, There's just a lot of um, great things that we're going to be getting. And we applied for a a 21st century learning community. Oh, cool. 
Community Learning Center grant, which um, we actually had a grant writer for that. Um, but even with a grant writer, like that still took a ton of time, you know, to meet with the grant writer and review things together. And um, oh my gosh, if anybody's done an application for that, it is a bajillion pages. Like it is. It's like when I printed it out, it's like an inch thick. Like I, oh. Yeah, so we have actually in our district we have two grant writers. Like that's what they do full time. Um, you have full time grant writers in your we district. We do. Yes, we do, and because we have several very large scale grants that like their very existence is paid through by the grants. If that makes sense. I that's I uncomprehensible to my rural school brain. Well, oh if you God. think about it, so the one so one of them is is just like this was it's getting towards the end though that he was involved in writing like a five-year like i don't know it was t it was a lot a lot of money um grant wow. with uh, a couple other districts and the new jersey um supervisors and principals association and jpsa so we got a lot of professional development and things like that so you know it, it was definitely a couple million dollar grant um so yeah, he has to facilitate all that, you know. And I guess then, I could uh, see how that could. Be. I don't know how, how large is your district spike. Um, <clears throat> I think we have like six or seven thousand students. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you know to be looking for grants and you know constantly writing for those. I could see how that could be. A yeah. Job. Yeah. Like I said, I think I think most of what they do gets offset by the grants. Yeah. Uh, and then the other woman who does it um, is really involved in that after school 21st century, um, which that's that, a that takes beast. a lot. Yeah. 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 That's that's a beast. In a, that's like its own school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah. she does, they they both do a phenomenal job with with the grants that they run and everything like that. And we're very fortunate to have it. So I guess like when I look at like grants and stuff like that, because people will say, well, why don't you run a grant for your school or do this or do that? I usually just throw it through them to see if it's possible and, you know, and, and they have the time to kind of like work on it and get the data together. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not always guaranteed too. So, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, so what are you doing right now to get ready for next year? Uh, right now, I am just sitting on my couch and <laughs> trying to rest. <laughs> I'm, just I'm Actually, I'm not kidding at all. Um, so yeah, today is our first day of spring break. Uh, I will be working over spring break because I am so behind and have so much to catch up on. But first priority is just rest um, and watch March Madness basketball. Yes. Which my bracket is so oh, – my bracket this is... – I wrote my bracket really well. It's the teams that have messed it up. Yeah, they so, totally messed it up. I think I that happened a lot. And I pick upsets and all that kind of stuff. But just this year, just the wackiest of upsets have happened. Yeah. You know? But I, okay, so I'm not answering your question. I'm going in a different topic. Well, <laughs> wait, because you know, it, no, that's important because you do have to rest. If you're like, you know, I'm going to work all through spring break, I would say that you're crazy and you're not practicing, you know, the work life balance. But like, for instance, we just got two, we just got walloped again with the uh, snow. We had like 12 inches um, on Thursday. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you're like you're looking at me like, oh, that's so cute. Little New Jersey, we, get some more. We didn't get any. You guys have to shut down for days. We've had three nor'easters in March. 
Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? And you guys don't know what to do when it snows. So no, that's whole, yeah. So to give you an idea, so I had off Wednesday, I wrote up two paraprofessional observations, five teacher evaluations. I wrote two blog posts and <laughs> I got my email to zero, right? And, <laughs> I hate you. And I, and I died. <laughs> and I took a nap, right? The next day, I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Because so, I was like, listen, it, it's like, because the old me would have been like the next day, like, oh, I got to put a couple more things together. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like, I didn't, you know, I actually went out and uh, went sledding with my kids and um, took them out to lunch and you know, visit with a friend. Like I, I purposely didn't, you know, push it both days. That's awesome. I'm so behind because I have not been a principal for like three weeks. I have been a really good substitute teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I can sub for multiple teachers within the same day. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I've gotten really good at that. And um, I don't know if you guys, do you do NVCI? Is that... I, I what's that NVCI nonviolent crisis intervention. Um, I was joking with some of my staff that I'm an NVCI practitioner, which means I have been um, practicing physical restraints on students. Mm. Um, so that just to give you an indication of how my days have been. So I'm super yeah. behind. Um, and I, I'm not working all the way through spring break. But what I mean is we're not going anywhere. And I am working several days just to catch up. But I, I I'm in the same I'm in the same spot, Jess. Like we have um like all our observations, teachers, mm -hmm. custodians, secretaries, paraprofessionals, vice principals, all are due at the end of March. Oh. And it is now March twenty-fourth. Oh and yeah, wait. I'm I'm nowhere near, you know. So um yeah, so because of that, and you would say, oh, why does that happen? Like I use the SAMS process. I'm always meeting with my secretary to, to you know, organize all this stuff out. I started in like mid-January. I, what I found is, that, is exactly what you said. Like I've had to do so much more management in the last couple of weeks. Um, we had, you know, the illustrious student walkout issue going on. We've had other uh, discipline issues, parent issues, you know, just things that like kind of took me away from the instructional piece. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're in the same boat as you, because I can hear what you're saying as far as the, um, like, I'm not actually covering classes at this point, but I could see that in the future because, you know, we're short on subs and then subs are there and then there's problems with the kids. So, mm -hmm. you know, things, you know, escalate. And, um, and then it's also budget season. So I've had to have budget meetings and do this and do that. So it's been, um, it's been really difficult. But fortunately, the day before the snow, I was able to do those five observations. So I was able to write them up. Yesterday, when we came back, I just like, really crossed my fingers. And I told my VPs and my secretaries, I'm like, okay, I have seven observations scheduled today. I'm not even taking my walkie with me. So if you need me, you're going to have to like text me. And I had this budget thing that was due. So I'm like in communication with another principal about different budget cuts. So I got six of the seven done. It actually, it was a miracle the way that the day worked out. Do you, so when you have to sub, do people still come to you for issues? Yeah, totally. It's I mean, I haven't. Me away, I'll be wait, like, did I say I had to sub? Did I say I had to sub or did I say I had to do evaluations? I. 
Well, both. Oh, okay. I'm sorry because I, I didn't just, know if I, I didn't want to say it, that it, I it said just, I did seven substitutes. No, it it blows me away that I'll be in the front of a class teaching a lesson and somebody will come in and go, "I I need you right now." Okay, I I don't do that to you while you're teaching. Right? <laughs> Why would you do that to somebody else's classroom? Oh my god! I know. And it's... it'll be for something little of like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" Right. Really. <laughs> It's tough. I I now I I can imagine. I did have to do a lot more covering of classes when I was at the elementary level. Uh, fortunately, being at the middle school level, we have a couple different. Yeah, levels. you can call on somebody else. You know, when it's their prep to have them cover yes. that. Yeah. yeah, that just doesn't work at the elementary. It's difficult. It just, I know. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, there were days that I had to do that. So I actually one of my goals uh, a few weeks back was to like have like a no office day like once a month so i did my first no office day yesterday but it's because i just literally was doing observation after observation after observation okay. and um like i said fortunately the day went well that no one needed to bother me and i could just go from class to class to class and it was good i mean it's not something that is sustainable, you know, but when you're up against a deadline and you have things that you have to get done, it just kind of works out that way. Yeah. So I want to talk about something positive. Okay. Tell me something. <laughs> so we, we use, and I know I talked about this last year, but we use the week before spring break for us um, with the excitement of March Madness to promote college awareness. Um, and I, I am just so excited about it. My teachers do such a phenomenal job. Um, we, our demographics, we have a very low percentage of students who have parents who went to college. Right. Um, so it's up to us to, you know, be their dream managers and get them to dream big. And, uh, so we do a number of things. Like I get up high on the lift that, you know, the custodians use to change lights yeah. in the gym. Uh -huh. And I take pictures of the kids forming their graduation year. Um, we had a kickoff assembly promoting colleges. We have a giant map in the lunchroom where teachers put on there where they went to college and the kids get to see. And since we're K-12, our seniors who have committed to colleges, they put their little graduation caps on there of where they're going to go to college. Nice. Um, we had the kids in, in every single grade, they wrote what their um, current career goal is. And that went up on a bulletin board of which pathway um, they're on every day. There was um, either a Kahoot or a, a Google slide scavenger hunt of like trying to find where's this college mascot from. Mm -hmm. um, so they would learn about that college. Um, the, every grade level did something different. Like our preschool cuties got their picture taken in a cap and a gown, which, oh my <laughs> God, that's so cute. Um, up to our fifth graders would pick a college to research and they would create the pennant for the college of their choice. Um, oh, and then, nice. you know, every grade level did something different. And we had over 30 parent speakers come in this year to talk in the, at classrooms about their college or their career. Um, we even had, we had one mom who came in and her message to kids was that she didn't graduate from high school and how she regretted it and how hard it is now to go back and get mm. her GED. And so she gave that message. So it just, oh, that's good. super, super excited about it. Um, eventually our goal is to get to where, um, we have it coordinated. So we have, uh, presenters coming in and then kids get to choose which career they want to go and hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, we, that just takes an extra level of coordination that we weren't ready for yet. So right. I no, just want to share that because I'm so excited about it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'll share something positive. Um, 
we did um, this thing called Millville Youth Empowerment Summit, and that was for. Um, I was seeing a lot of your it. posts on that. Yeah, we designed it for uh, middle school kids, and we got um, we we just want to make a conference for them. So uh, we got a keynote speaker, we got a closing keynote, we um, we had like about thirteen different presenters, and it was all just on empowerment. So it was you know leadership and um, law enforcement, uh, careers, uh, mindfulness, and everything was like a was designed to be like a takeaway. So like, for instance, we had um, two people come in and do yoga, but the whole thing was how to be a yoga teacher in 25 minutes. So they not only they taught them poses, but they gave them like little handouts so they could teach other people, you know, and then they oh, could put cool. their sequence together. Um, <clears throat> so it was it was really cool. And then the um, there's this in, in uh, Philadelphia, there's this um, news organization called weekend filler and um so i had contacted uh the guy who does that and he came out and he uh covered the story so we'll be fo uh, featured in one of the upcoming uh, weekend filler things for uh this uh local or this you know philadelphia uh news agency that is cool yeah you're going to yeah, have to drop some info in the link on that. Right? I will. That's really and cool. I think one of the most impactful moments of it was it wasn't like an Ignite, like probably like that you and I have seen, but I took the idea of the, the Ignite session. So there was about a half an hour where we dedicated to the kids doing presentations. Mm -hmm. So we called it an Ignite session. Um, and and eventually I'd like to get it to to like closer to an ignite. But they were, you know, they were supposed to be two to three minutes. Um, some used slides, some didn't use slides. And um that was really cool. Um, in fact, we had one girl, this was so cool. She did her whole speech without using any words. So she just had two people uh standing next to her and she was like texting on the phone the whole time. And then the kids at certain times would would put things up in the air like um like thought bubbles yeah it was so cool i and i was far back like i was in the i was in the booth and uh, i couldn't even see it but the fact that she did that and like to do a speech without speaking i, I don't know i just was like That's whoa really this cool. kid was in sixth grade yeah it was super did, cool did you say was this on a during the school day or no this was on a saturday so, so yeah you that had was kids yeah, choosing to come it. in on a saturday yes. to either attend sessions or lead sessions yes we had That's... seven we had 70 kids 60 or 70 kids and then we had about 20 parents that actually stayed because we were like parents you can stay like they walked around parents went to sessions parents hung out in the hallway talked to teachers we had community members there people from the millville city commission we had um board of ed members um it was it was super cool I had the food and all that kind of stuff and i would say the whole conference itself cost like 700 dollars. that's really cool yeah, really everybody volunteered cool. their, you know, volunteered their time and all that stuff. All they had to pay for was the um the food. And we've already started to say, like, all right, let's plan for next year. Cause, you know, once again, looking at grants or looking at, you know, getting donations, um, you know, how can we step it up? But you're right. How do you get middle school kids out of their bed on a Saturday morning, yeah. you know, was, to come? 
Was transportation um, an issue? Do you have kids who needed to be bused in order to go or? I'm sure it was. And in fact, it's funny that you say that because our board president said like, you know, wow, what if we, um, you know, if we really plan this out next year and we did run some buses around the city mm -hmm. to pick kids up, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. I mean, honestly, like that'll be additional cost. But if we if we can plan it, yeah. you know, and, and build that into the cost, then um, we can get more people there. And I think the other thing, too, was that um, just happened to be that was the opening of spring sports day. So you had, you know, a lot of kids like they're starting their baseball, softball, soccer season. So, you know, you're going up against that. So we'd probably in doing it next year, probably push it back into February. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. You know, it was something, um, you know, and it was a good partnership between us and the city too. Uh, they, they were involved in all the planning and, um, execution of it. So it was really, it was a really good day. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So now spring break will be over before you know it. And oh. then I'll be starting my, <laughs> I'll be starting my spring break. So what's the, um, What's the game plan for the next few months in your school? So I've got to figure out who's doing what next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got, um, I only have one retirement, but I did, I don't remember if I read this idea in Kids Deserve It or Innovators Mindset. And it's one of those two, because I remember reading them in the same week. But um, I told teachers, um, I want to know what your dream job is here, and maybe it's where you're at now, but maybe it's a different grade level or a different position that you haven't ever spoken about because mm -hmm. somebody's in that position and, you know, you don't think there's a chance of moving to that. Right. So I gave everybody a card. I want you to write, what is your dream job? Um, and as a result of that, some dominoes might fall, you know, somebody sure. might be wanting, you know, a different grade level and that person also wants a different grade level. So um, I'm going to be playing cards when I go back into the office this week um, and figuring out there are some of those that I think there's going to be some changes based on what they want, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, wanting a change. And um, I'm going to see what happens from there. Um, uh, I got to. Is gotta this the first? Can you back up a little bit? Oh, so is yeah. this the first time you're doing this with the cards? Yeah, I've never done that before. Where did you get the idea from? It, it was either the book Kids Deserve It or Innovator's Mindset by George Kuros. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Um, I know a few other principals have tried that also after reading that. Um, I did tell teachers, though, I said, be careful, because if you want my job, I will trade you in an instant. And I don't know if you'll <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, there are some like funny going rate today? I, I swear what? that is like that is like the going rate when you talk to uh, principals and administrators. Like it's just I don't know what's going on. I saw this article just kind of go off on a tangent a little bit. It was actually kind of morbid. I, and I did post it on Facebook. The principal who died at her death. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was in Australia. And since yes. then, there's been like a few other like follow up articles, like how can we help principals and all this kind of stuff? Like what is going on? I, is, this is not the job that our forefathers and foremothers no. had, correct? No. Well, my <laughs> gosh, just look at, I mean, principals are going to want to leave just because of ESSA. Have you seen the document that we have to submit? No. Oh, you don't want to. You'll die at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not if it's kidding. It, what it, yeah. Uh, I haven't. I mean, I, I'm used to submitting lots of documents to the 
you know, to the state yeah. and the federal government because of all the, you know, because we are like, you know, a title one school and also a school need improvement. But um, no, I didn't notice well, that there there's was just, there's, I mean, the point is there's just ever increasing expectations and demands and, you know, not only from the government, but also from, you know, our, our parents and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, we have to teach everything now. Um, yeah. like I was in a meeting the other day and somebody mentioned, um, from another district, oh, well, you know, you know that, um, you have to start teaching financial literacy in second grade. We have standards for that now. I was like, what? We have financial literacy in elementary. I didn't even know that. Right. Like, can we just play Monopoly? Like we don't have time for another set of standards that, you know, just all of those things. There's just so much and there's no way that we can do it all. Yeah. And that's, that really runs contrary to the book that I'm reading. Um, I mean, I'm slowly getting through it just because I've been so busy, but uh, I look forward to, you know, a shortened week. And also, as I was saying to Teresa last week, it's just like all the different things that I had signed up for uh, my last few months have been extremely busy. But anyway, the book that Jethro uh, Jones had mentioned to me, the one thing um, it really like what, what you're saying there is, and I think we do this in education a lot. Like we just set ourselves up for failure because if you really want to run a successful, you know, company or consulting firm or what, or store, whatever it is, you have to have a focus and the focus has to be laser, laser sharp. But, but our, but we're not allowed that. I know. From our government, our government, our state, our school boards and parents, they don't allow that. I know. And, I mean, and yes, I know we have to. And we have to, you know, as a principal, I see it as my job to be that filter of saying, no, we don't have time for this. Right. You know, that's not our focus right now. No, we're not going to do that. You know, turning away the salesman at the door and auto deleting those emails. And yeah. you know, thanks for your interest. But that's that's not where we're at right now. Yeah. I, and I think I think it would also be difficult to find out. And I'm going to try it, though, is to actually say you know, what is the one thing? So like in our staff meeting uh, on Wednesday, and yes, I'm going to have a staff meeting the Wednesday before spring break, the next I'm having, day. I'm having one the Wednesday after spring break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we only have like three left. If you think about it, March, April, May, and then June mm-hmm. is just like kind of a wrap up things. But, and we can do some follow-up during our, our PLCs and common planning. But um, yeah, we have to, we have to get, one thing you know so like right now we've we've narrowed it down as far as like looking at school improvement like to like 13 or 14 you know different themes you know stuff that we want to look at and we want to focus on and i'm really going to challenge them to say all right let's just have one focus next year now obviously for our school improvement plan that we have to submit to the state and all that you know we do have to raise our language arts scores we have to raise our math scores we have to have something for climate and culture we have to deal with our chronic absenteeism but what is the one thing that's like in everybody's crawl? Like this is the one thing that we can really focus on that like you could make your your personal goals, you know, your your PLC goals, like all could reflect in this one area. And that's kind of what I've been learning from this, the one thing. And, um, you know, so if it is like, say for us, it's like the hallways, you know, the, the teachers, kids, you know, everybody, you know, have has different understandings and and pleasure or displeasure with with the kids behaviors in the hallway you know if that is our one goal 
then that's all we focus on next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. As you have to focus on. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, because you're right. Like in education, sometimes like you can get curveballs thrown at you, and it's like, oh, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And with us, I mean, we're we're going to be facing it again. You know, we're going to be, you know, we're facing budget cuts again. Um, you know, since I've got to that school. Um, this is my third budget season and I'll tell you what, it's just, it's not even the same school that I walked into, you know, two years ago. Um, last year we reduced the operating budget in there by a million dollars. It was like 11 staff members in, in various positions and programs. Um, the year before that, uh, we lost uh, a few teachers and then also a supervisor. Uh, this year, it's it's going to be the same thing. Like when I mean, we have some retirements, uh, which help out with the breakage, but we are going to have to cut in some academic areas again. Wow. So class sizes are going to go up. Challenges are going to become harder. Um, you know, and it's certainly not the district's fault because the district is only allocating the money that they're getting allocated from the state. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when we were talking a little bit earlier, you're saying that you don't have the same sort of budget issues going on in Wisconsin or? Um, we had a huge budget deficit last year. Um, so we don't this year, but we probably will the following year. Okay. Yeah. Is it like that statewide? Like when you talk to other people or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the way that it's been explained to me is that it's just, it's rising healthcare costs. Oh um, yeah. That was huge for us. That's huge. Uh-huh. Um, and, and salary, you know, salary is going up. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, so we were talking a little bit earlier about like principal frustration, all that kind of stuff. And I think this kind of stuff does lead to, not, I think, I know it leads to teacher frustration because like I said, even at my school, I mean, I could motivate people. I can try to be innovative and and do all these type of things, but it's really tough when you're like when when the teachers are like, wait, now like my class sizes are going up. Now, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got all this extra stuff. It's really hard to you know kind of motivate people in that in that type of uh, setting. And and sometimes you kind of can't blame them, right? It's like mm-hmm. they're feeling it as well. That's why I feel like the mindfulness and some of the other things that we're trying to do to like help them with um, help everybody like with our, you know, self-care is important because if they're not doing the, you know, the work-life balance or they're not practicing mindfulness, you can kind of go down that negative, negative, negative road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative because I, I do, I, I agree with you. I, I fully try to stay in the practice of mindfulness and <clears throat> um, leading with balance. Right. Um, and even though I'm feeling stressed, I don't want to put off that um, stressed feeling to teachers. You know, when they say, how are you doing? I could definitely go, oh, my God, it's the worst freaking day ever. But I, I don't. I, you know, I will say it's going good. How about you? What? How are things yeah. going with you right now? You know what I mean? Because if if the leader is stressed and frustrated, then everybody else is going to be stressed and frustrated. Right. Yeah. When, when the, um, when the principal like, catches a cold or when the principal sneezes, then the, the school catches a cold or whatever. Cold, yeah. yeah. Todd yeah. Whitaker's mantra there. 
Yeah, and it's so true. So you have to like you have to kind of balance it, but you also have to be real too, you know. And I think that that's part of it. Like this is the real reality, and so what are we going to do to you know keep moving forward? And I think that's what what we try to do, you know, as a yeah, you know, as like, a collective group. And to remember, there are so many factors out of our control, and there's some things that we just have to do. And yeah, that sucks, but we're going to do it. But what can we control at our level? Right, right, and. And it's sort of like what we were talking about earlier, like, okay, so what are our goals for next year? What are, you know, how are you going to, you know, innovate within, you know, constraints and, you know, how can we do what's best for the kids? Because I think that's, that is what we can control. There's a lot more, I think, that we can control than we think, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's, that's powerful. You know, you get to a certain point where, you can control your class, your school as much as you can, you know, during the day, like all these other things, the political things and all this other stuff. Uh, those are factors, but for the most part, we do control what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think making sure to keep your purpose and your why forefront of what you do so that all of those other things don't bog you down and you lose right. your purpose and your why. Um, I, I just think that that's so important. I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, um, wow. So this was a, um, <laughs> I don't even, just a, a really spring, spring break, spring break, uh, I mean, we still have snow on the ground over here. We don't, we don't we have don't. snow here in Wisconsin. Wow. I I'm just, that's, we've, the tables have turned here for the us. The tables have turned. Yeah. So, um, so your plans for spring break then you have some work to do, but you're just going to kind of stay home and yeah. Relax. Although we're going to an alien autopsy. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do it. My family, we're going to go to an escape room. We've become oh, escape okay. room junkies and nice. there's, there's one on an alien autopsy that my seven-year-old said last night. He said, I don't think I'd be afraid of the alien anymore. Cause we wanted to do that one before and he didn't. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's the big priority on our family list. That's awesome. Alien autopsy. We're such nerds. <laughs> Escape room. <laughs> no, how about a, how about a, are you going to have a, oh my gosh, what is that thing called? That crazy thing you did? Um, a float session? <laughs> no, I don't know. I Well, I don't know if I have any float sessions coming up, but maybe over the spring break, maybe over my spring break, because I have the week off, like I said, right after uh, Easter. So, Although I have to um, tell you, so do you watch Stranger Things? I don't. Oh my gosh, you have to. You could watch Stranger Things, the all two seasons on spring break. I right. highly recommend it. And there's a part in there where there's a sensory deprivation chamber. And I was like, people actually Whoa. do this. <laughs> I know someone who did this. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, yeah, definitely something like that. And hopefully if the weather's getting better, get out there and, and hike mm-hmm. again. I haven't mm-hmm. been hiking. I had a really good yo- – I went like Friday night, uh, last night after work. went to a really good um, yoga session. It was called Yin Yoga, which is like oh, very yeah. – very, have you done that before? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Very gentle, long poses. Yes. But, but like really to like open you up, you know. Um, that was that was really cool. Great, great way to positive way to end the week. Good for you. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I don't know if we followed what we were planning to follow, but we talked for long enough, and I'm sure yeah. people, <laughs> people will be good here. Yeah. No, I think so. I think it's um, you know stuff that we have to talk about, and um, so I know hey, the other but thing. 
Well, maybe you were just going to say the same thing. This was episode 96. We're almost at 100. Yes. So we don't have a solid plan for 100, but we would love to hear from people who listen to us. If you still listen to us, like, what do you love about the podcast or what was your favorite episode? Right. Um, So if you'd want to tweet us or Vox us or I don't know, what else can we have people do? I don't know. Is there, we got to talk to Teresa because she is the wizard like about me. Is there something that we can develop that like people could either like upload a quick message or something like that? Yeah, Um, I just, I think it would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. So yeah, we're going to be planning for that because yes, we are, we are closing in on a hundred, which is, uh, which is a cool milestone. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, that's all that's all we have and uh jessica what do you have i'm just gonna say principal pln out sounds perfect it's been a great conversation thank you so much spike i hope everyone has a great week and with that principal pln out thanks for sharing in the learning with us today remember to subscribe and leave a review on itunes and continue the conversation by joining the boxer group links can be found at principalpln.com There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.